Section 17 of The Secret of Casa Grande by Helen Randolph. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Mary Scano. The Senor's Story. In the days that followed the discovery of the papers and jewels, the girls were all impatient to hear from Senor Rodriguez. Joanne, especially, was restless. Always, she had disliked inaction. And now, she wanted to find out everything, right straight away. She failed to realize that the senor was having to search through scores of old city records for information, and that, like a true Spaniard, he was thorough, painstakingly accurate in every detail. Again and again, the three girls talked over that eventful night, and the unanswered questions. Why had those things been hidden in that underground room? Why had no one found them before? To whom did they belong? Since we found those things under the church, they probably belong to the church, Joanne declared thoughtfully one morning in one of these discussions. Her eyes suddenly began to shine as she added, I know what I'd wish they'd do if the jewels belong to them. Sell them and take the money to restore that part of the building that's in ruins. The people are too poor to have it repaired. Such an old historic building ought not to be allowed to fall into decay. Then, if there were any money left after the repairing was done, it could be used for a special relief fund for the poor people. Those are both fine ideas, approved Florence. I wish I had enough money to buy that lovely filigree necklace if the jewels were sold, put in Peggy. Her face lengthened. I know, though. It'd be more expensive than I could afford. I'd love to have that beautiful opal ring, spoke up Joanne wistfully. Florence half sighed as she added, That bracelet with my birthstone and the tiny diamonds was so attractive. To the girls' delight at lunch that day, Dr. Blackwell announced that at four o'clock, Senor Rodriguez was coming over to tell them what he had found out about the records and jewels. My, but I'm glad, exclaimed Joanne. I was beginning to think he'd never come. By half-past three, the girls were waiting eagerly in Dr. Blackwell's office for the senor's coming. Peggy and Florence chatted gaily with Dr. Blackwell, but Joanne kept glancing nervously at her watch. She felt that this was one of the most important events in her whole life. If only she could be instrumental in restoring that old church, that would be wonderful. At last, voices were heard in the hall and Felipe ushered in Senor Rodriguez and, to their surprise, Padre Ignacio. As soon as greetings had been exchanged, Senor Rodriguez placed the yellow papers on the table and beside them the jewel box, which no longer was black but bright and shining. Why, the box is silver, thought Joanne amazed. He's had it polished till it's beautiful. Senor Rodriguez was all lawyer now dignified and formal. My dear young ladies, I have the honor of congratulate you on the wonderful discovery you have made. He began in his broken English, bowing to each of the girls. These are very valuable papers which you have found, very valuable to the city, very valuable to the church, and to my family. He added, smiling. The girls smiled back happily. They didn't understand all that he was talking about or why they should receive so much praise, but evidently their discovery was more important than they had realized. 
He then went on to explain how, after searching through the archives of the city, studying old records and checking names and dates, he felt that he could give some authentic information about the papers. They were records dating before 1846 of some of the oldest, most prominent families of the city. Several of the older inhabitants with whom he had talked remembered having heard their parents tell of the exciting times when the city had been besieged by the American forces under General Zachary Taylor. As soon as they had realized they could hold out no longer against the Americans, they had hidden their most valuable possessions, of which only a small part had ever been recovered. Tales of vast treasures hidden under the city had been handed down from generation to generation, but few of them seemed to have any foundation. This General Guerrero, whose name you see on this paper, continued the Signor, picking up one of the papers, was the father of my esteemed grandfather. They are the records of the families of Guerrero and Rodriguez before 1846. Finding them will clear the titles to some very valuable property which belong to my family. Oh, Signor, I'm so glad, exclaimed Florence. We are too, aren't we, Peggy? added Joanne. The Signor went on to say that when he showed the jewels and papers to his grandmother, she recalled the story told to her in her childhood by her mother just before she died. According to this story, her husband, General Guerrero, at the time of the siege, had given her some important papers which he had told her to guard above everything. When the general had realized that the city could no longer hold out, he had sent a messenger with a hastily written note telling her to send those valuable papers and their jewels to him by this man. She had reluctantly handed the papers and jewels to the messenger, but that was the last she had ever heard or seen of them. As the general had been killed that same day, she supposed the things had been either lost or stolen. For that reason, no effort was ever made to recover them. And these are the papers that were lost, finished the Signor. How very fortunate it is that you find them. But how could I have ever gotten that secret underground room? asked Florence. Signor Rodriguez shook his head. That I do not know. I think perhaps someone carried them to the Padre, and he hide them along with other valuable things which had been sent to him. The tunnels under the church had been used for carrying reinforcements and food to the army at the outskirts of the city. That is why they could hold out so long against the American forces. No wonder we couldn't find the other end of the tunnel, exclaimed Joanne. It must be several miles long, she turned to Senor Rodriguez. Do the jewels belong to your family too? Ah, that I do not know. Some of them I think belong to my family, but it is impossible to be sure. My grandmother says she sure this little ring, this little ring you admire so much, Miss Jo, was her grandmother Guerrero's ring. He went on to explain how, since they had no way of finding exactly to whom the jewels had belonged, they had decided it would be better to return them to the church, as he had been very poor for years. Oh, Signor! exclaimed Joanne, her eyes shining. Will there be enough money then to repair that old ruined part of the church? I think an old historic building like that ought to be restored. The Signor smiled approvingly. 
That is a very good plan, Miss Jo. The padre and I have already discussed that. He went on to add that the jewels alone would not be sufficient to furnish funds for the restoring of the building, but that some of the old papers cleared up titles to valuable property belonging to the church, and that from this property enough could be secured for that purpose. I'm so glad you're going to do that, rejoiced Joanne. That old church has held a fascination for me from the first time I saw it. To think that we girls will have a part in restoring it, that is wonderful. And they can use those beautiful candelabras we found, put in Florence. When they restore that part of the building, they'll open the passage to those underground rooms. And it'll be easy to get the candelabra out then, said Joanne. She turned to the senor and the padre. You might find more valuable things down there. We didn't search thoroughly. She stopped a moment, then added, Won't there be enough people to help those poor people who attend the church? Senor Rodriguez nodded. We hope so. You want very much to do that. He turned and translated Joanne's words to the padre, who also nodded approvingly. Padre Ignacio and I are very happy that you young ladies are so much interested in our people. The senor added then. And we would like to do something to show you how much we appreciate what you have done. So we have decided to give you each what you like best of the jewels. The girls exchanged swift glances of surprise. He poured out the jewels on the table. I believe Miss Peggy liked this necklace. Is it not so? He handed her the filigree necklace she had admired so much. Oh, senor, gasped Peggy, staring wide-eyed at the bit of loveliness in her hands. You mean this is really mine? See, si, Miss Peggy, it is with much pleasure that I present it to you. And Miss Florencita, did you not say you like this bracelet? He placed the jewel-set bracelet in her hands. Oh, but, senor, that is too valuable to give to me, protested Florence. No, no, he replied, patting her on the shoulder. It is of no value compared to what you have done for us. And now, Miss Jo, will you please come here one moment? With cheeks flushed from excitement, Joanne rose from her chair and came over to the senor's side. To you, my most estimable friend, he began. You, who have been so much interest in our city, in the history of our country, and who, how do you say it, ah, figured things out, who have accomplished something that seemed impossible, and restored to us these very valuable papers, we want to give this token of appreciation, this little ring. He held up the beautiful opal and diamond ring that Joanne had selected as her favorite of all the jewels. I think that this once belonged to my great-great-grandmother. Joanne's eyes shone star-like. It's beautiful, beautiful, but it's such a valuable heirloom to give to me. Because it is an heirloom, I want all the more to give it to you, my friend. The senor smiled warmly over at her. Let me put it on your finger. All happiness, Joanne held out her right hand, and the senor slipped the ring on her third finger with all the dignity of a ceremonial. With equal dignity, she bowed 
and said slowly, I thank you very much for this wonderful gift and for the honor of wearing your ancestor's ring. The End End of Section 17 Recording by Mary Escano End of The Secret of Casa Grande by Helen Randolph